Welcome to the Half Hill Report. News and items of interest for and about the village of Half Hill, the Valley of the Four Winds, Pandaria, and all of Azeroth. Half Hill Report is produced in cooperation with Half Hill Agricultural College, dedicated to serving the educational needs of the greater Valley of the Four Winds community. I'm your host, Tosh Mafuni, coming to you live as we do every week from the upstairs room at Half Hill's own Lazy Turnip Inn. And it's listener letter time. This week's letter is from someone named... Huh, a little hard to make out the handwriting here. It looks like Mementh. And, uh, huh, doesn't say where they're writing from. Well, and they write, Dear Tosh Mafuni and Professor Talib, um, Does Jello walk? Uh, mana buns are made from broccoli. The string leads the tiger. The north wind is made of fire. Do the... I don't know what this means. Do the Mugu Boogaloo houses have livers? Marshmallows are good bandages. Huh. Oh, okay, Mementh, not quite sure what you're asking there, but... Uh, oh, wait, there's a... There's a second letter. Hmm. Oh, okay. Wow. Dear Tosh, I apologize for the previous letter. I had just gotten done killing Nazoth and must have still had some lingering insanity. Well, that makes perfect sense. Uh, they go on. As to my location, oh, I need to keep that secret. The worms have eyes everywhere. Mementh. <laughs> well... Mementh, what an interesting couple of letters. You know, your comment about worms reminds me of a little of a longtime friend of the show, Frasley Sparkspan, who feels much the same way about squirrels as you do about worms. Anyway, thanks for writing. And now, on with the news. The Half Hill Chamber of Commerce, in cooperation with the Iron Paul Culinary Institute, is sponsoring a Pandaren chili cook-off right here in the Valley of the Four Winds. Hosted by Pandaria's most famous chef, Nami, this spirited competition includes a friendly resource race to see what faction can bring Nami all of the required ingredients. This will be going on for the next couple of days, so I hope you get a chance to enjoy it. And may I say that this seems like a great way to celebrate the end of the war and show the true spirit of friendly, Nonviolent competition between the Horde and the Alliance. In more local news, the Red Crane Society staged a peaceful march this past week in recognition of the anniversary of the Pandaren Revolution. Irie Freeflower Ironchen, spokesperson for the Society and wife of our very own sports reporter Jeanne, led the march from Half Hill Market up to the steps of the Lazy Turnip where she delivered an inspiring speech about how the Pandarans, Grummels, Hosen, Jinyu, and Yangal, cooperating under the leadership of Kang, the Fist of Dawn, threw off the oppression of their Mogu masters and helped usher in a new era of peace and safety. The rally ended abruptly when a faculty member of Half Hill Agricultural College pointed out that the actual anniversary of the revolution wasn't for another two months. Hey, and speaking of being early, 
Summer harvest season is right around the corner, so it's not too soon to start thinking about stocking up on kitchen storage supplies for those fruits and vegetables. And there's no better place to shop for that than Half Hill Market, where Merchant Chang has everything you need at the best prices anywhere. Half Hill Market, open every day all year round. A world of shopping right here in our own backyard. It's time now for Jan's Huddle with our sports reporter, Jan Ironchin, sponsored by Moonberry Juice. Take it away, Jan. Ed Ironchin here, coming to you live this week, all the way from Argus, where I've come to learn about the ancient Eridar sport of Jed Head. You know, I was sort of expecting to find a wrestling arena here in the city of Mukari, but so far all I'm seeing is this big circle on the ground and this weird feeling like there are a lot of people watching me, which frankly is starting to creep me out. I I think I'm going to walk around a little and see if I can find anyone who can tell me about this. (sighs) Boy, I just can't shake the feeling that there are people around that I just can't see. Oh, wait, I I think I'm seeing someone. Oh, that looks like a a spirit. I I think I'm going to get out of here. Hello, can I help you? No thanks, I'm, I'm good, I was I was just looking around. Are you here to learn about Jedin Traveler? Well, uh, yeah, kinda. Wonderful, wonderful, I can teach you. First, take off shirt and put on this belt. Wait, what? You want to learn how to wrestle, right? Well, no, not really. I I just kind of wanted to find out about the sport. Oh, okay. That's a little disappointing. You know, you are a big strapping fellow. You would have done well. Okay, what do you want to know? I I guess we could just start with the basics, Mr. Uh... My name is Osvik. So, Jedhin is much more than game. It is both trial of strength and spiritual ritual. There are two wrestlers who enter ring, bow to each other in show of respect, and then try to push opponent out of ring or get them to submit. First one who does this wins. Well, that sounds pretty simple, actually. Mm, Simple idea, yes, but more complicated than it sounds. Jedhin is not just brute strength. It takes discipline and years of practice to become proficient and much study of technique. And you must be calm and be able to feel energy of your opponent to know how to respond. Heh, <laughs> sounds a little like being a middle inner strongback. What? Eh, nothing, it's, it's not important. So, how did the sport get started? Oh, Jedhin is very ancient sport here on Argus created by great master named Isay Silva and just start out as friendly competition amongst friends but soon grew into tournaments and even became professional sport. Professional, huh? Did, did that pay very well? Eh, it's a living. Okay then, so this uh, founder of the sport, are they still involved? Oh yes, great founder Isay Silva still involved, but not as much anymore. 
I think they are artists now. Interesting. Well, Osvik, thank you so much for taking the time to talk to me. You know, I was a little frightened when you first approached me. You know, what with you being a spirit and all. Me being a what? You know, a spirit. A, a, uh, a ghost. You are having little joke with Osvik. I, I don't know what you're talking about. Oh, you don't know you're a... Huh, okay, that's awkward. Well, <laughs> never mind. Anyway, this is Jan Ironchin reminding you to keep your boots clean and your balls dry. Thanks, Jan. Jan's Huddle is brought to you by Moonberry Juice. Sold everywhere, used by everyone. Checking the Azeroth calendar, the Dark Moon Fair folds up its tents today, but if you missed it, don't worry. Silas Darkmoon and his troop will be back next month with their celebration of all that's weird and wonderful in Azeroth. And in a little over a week, the Summer Fire Festival will be here. Well, it would normally be time for our weekly feature, Wandering with Velmic and Demesis, with everyone's favorite Draenei travel correspondent, but, um, ah, Velmic seems to be running a little late today. Huh, not sure what to do about this. I, um, I, I, I could figure something out. Oh, you know, maybe I could talk about the trip my family and I took to see the Temple of the Jade Serpent when my brothers and I were just cubs. I, I have such great memories of how my dad used to love to load up the family into the cart and just take us on an adventure to see things. It was just wonderful. Excuse me, Tosh Mifuni. Sorry to interrupt. Do you have a moment? Oh, Eliandor, <laughs> you startled me a little bit. What What are you doing here? Y you didn't happen to see Velmic downstairs, did you? Velmic? No, but I needed to come by to talk to you about something. Yes, and I'm glad you did. <laughs> Eliandor, you know I've been getting threatening letters from the Bilgewater Cartel, right? Yes, that's why I'm here. I wanted you to know I took care of that rather trifling matter with those goblin parasites. Hey, hey, easy there, buddy. I'm not going to tolerate any name-calling on this show. I'm not name-calling. Goblin translates to parasite in the Draenei language. Okay, first of all, you made that up. And second of all... No, I didn't make that up at all. I actually speak a smattering of Draenei. You can ask Velmic. Can I get back to why I'm here, please? <sighs> sure, go ahead. And... I will ask Velmic. So, Shala and I were in Orgrimmar attending to some business when we heard about this little misunderstanding with the Bilgewater cartel. I honestly thought after Shala and I did our little community service bit during Children's Week, Daddy had taken care of all of this. Yeah, well, apparently not. Yes, well, never mind about that right now. Shala and I had been paid rather handsomely for our business in Orgrimmar, so we decided to just take care of the payment ourselves. But when we went to the bank to make a wire transfer, we were advised that the Bilgewater Cartel would only take payments in gold and in person. Just ridiculous. So we had to fly to Bilgewater Harbor to make our payment. As we flew towards this goblin city in Ajara, Shala got one look at that filthy slum and absolutely refused to have Mr. Puffles get covered in soot. 
So we had to leave him with an orc by the name of Krom at the dock and make our way up to the hill on foot. The place was a haphazard collection of cobbled together cottages and shops, and the whole place absolutely reeked of machine oil. And we no sooner started up the hill when an insane little goblin barreled into Sheila, yelling about something called a samoflange. Sheila's new cloak was all but ruined. I thought she was going to do the little ruffian in before I could pull her off. We took the samoflange, of course. I'm sure we'll find somebody to sell it to. Anyway, there was a bank, or so we thought, just up the path, but apparently it wasn't working. So we had to go find out where we could settle this little matter. Plus, Shalon needed to do a little something to make this experience bearable. So we stopped by a little cafe run by Joey Ray, who fortunately sold a surprisingly fine tall barad coconut rum cocktail. Well, three rum cocktails later, Shala was in a much better mood. Yeah, I'll bet. Yes. So we were sitting on the patio and decided that we needed to interrupt the apparent argument between two charming little goblins named Izzy and Ace right there on the patio to ask where we might find this guard grapple pocket. They waved vaguely towards the top of the hill and said, probably somewhere in the command center. So we kept walking till we got a little further up the hill and came to a somewhat disreputable looking inn. It didn't even have a name. Shalon needed to freshen up a bit, plus she was hoping they might have a little more of that rum cocktail. Of course, I convinced her that a little moonberry juice might be best, which she didn't appreciate, but had some anyway. We bought a few bottles from innkeeper Mixie, who was in a heated argument with her business partner over whose turn it was to sweep. Apparently, the poor fellow suffers from a serious dust allergy. You know, there seems to have been quite a lot of arguing going on while you were there. Well, you know how quarrelsome goblins are. Mixie was nice enough to confirm that we would find this Mr. Grapple Pocket a bit further up, so... I am... I hate to interrupt, but... You know, since Velmic looks like he isn't going to show up this week, can you tell us something about the inn? My good fellow, you know perfectly well that Velmic doesn't do inn reviews anymore, so why should I? Especially about such a shabby excuse for an inn. <sighs> okay, go on. As I was saying, we continued up the hill to the command center, completely disregarding the rather trite skull and bones warning signs. A little further on, we were accosted by someone who identified himself as Foreman Dampwick, who asked us whether or not we had seen the signs. Shala gave him her most withering eye and rested her hand on the hilt of her dark hide blade, which of course made him think better of it, and he let us go on. But he insisted on calling out to a guard named Grit who was walking along the path and told him to keep an eye on us. So, with this grit fellow in tow, we finally made it up to the command center and asked the first person we saw, a little female named Timo, if guard Grapple Pocket was there. But she told us that guard was at the Pleasure Palace that day, and then she grumbled something under her breath that didn't sound very complimentary. We told her we were quite disgusted because we had been told that we would find him there, 
and I asked her if there was someone else we could talk to about settling up a bill. She told us to see Julie Fabernacle inside. As we walked away, she said something about entitled elves. I had to all but drag Shala towards the building. Oh, Shala seems to have quite the temper. I wouldn't suggest saying that to her face, but yes, especially after three rum cocktails. Well, we went inside this so-called command center with its tatty wallpaper and rugs, where we got quite the look when we came in. After asking around, we were directed to Miss Fabernacle, who turned out to be the goblin resource manager. She didn't know anything about our bill, but was more than happy to take the payment in exchange for a 500 macaroon transaction fee, which we of course weren't happy about, but paid anyway. I asked for a receipt, which after some arguing, she agreed to give us. And then I noticed it was only for the outstanding balance and didn't include the transaction fee. When I asked her to correct it, she just laughed and said, are you kidding? Well, at that point, the rum cocktails were wearing off and Shala just wanted to get home and soak in a hot tub. So that's it. The bill is settled and I doubt you'll get any more letters. I'm certainly glad to hear that. And, um, thanks for taking care of it. And if you happen to run into Velmic when you're leaving, can you just let him know that we won't have time for his feature today? Oh, of course. It would be an absolute delight to be your little messenger. <sighs> okay. Thanks for coming by. Until next time, Eliandor. Yes. As always, we are coming to you live from the Lazy Turnip Inn, in the heart of Half Hill, the little town that time forgot and the years can't improve. Hey, if you happen to be in the valley for the chili cook-off, drop by and see us, won't you? And remember, there's no better way to cool down after some hot chili than a cold, refreshing storm stout brew. Brewed right here in the valley by the fine Pandarans at Storm Stout Brewery. When in doubt, reach for a storm stout. Thanks for joining me again this week, folks, and make sure to tune in later this week for some heartwarming laughter when you listen to Heartland RFD. This week, Sheriff Ty Lee's son, Opie, learns an important lesson about honesty when he tells a fib about who broke Aunt Bai's favorite cooking pot. See you next week, and remember, free Pandaria. The Half Hill Report is a fan-created fictional radio broadcast based on World of Warcraft. All place names, character names, and music from World of Warcraft used in the Half Hill Report are the exclusive property of Blizzard Entertainment. World of Warcraft is a trademark or registered trademark of Blizzard Entertainment Inc. in the U.S. and other countries. No copyright or trademark infringement is intended by the Half Hill Report. If you would like to reach us, you can find us on Twitter at Half Hill Report or drop us an email at halfhillreport at yahoo.com. This show is brought to you by Dragon Powered Studio. Find more at dragonpoweredstudio.com.